Welcome to Live the Dream. That name in itself tells you what the program is all about. It's about knowing not only about what you don't want, but finding out how to define and live the life that you do want. Now, here's your host, Karen Dillon, and co-hosts, Marissa Marseille and Tom Pearson. Hello, everyone. This is Karen Dillon, host of the show, Live the Dream. This is a show where we talk about how you can live the dream, which is live the life that you've always wanted. And when you go after trying to create the life for yourself, the life that you always uh, wanted to have, what are the obstacles that are going to get in the way? Because almost everybody faces their biggest obstacles right up front. It's very interesting how this works. That whenever somebody, especially when you're making big shifts in your life or you want to make big shifts, that as soon as you make that big shift or you try, all of a sudden you face an avalanche of obstacles. It's, all, it's almost like the universe is conspiring against you and trying to keep you where you are. And it's time after time after time we see this happening. And then most people get discouraged right away. They're like, wow, this is hard, you know, uh, just better go back to what I was doing earlier. But then if you do persist and really understand that these obstacles are there because there is a lesson in each one of them, if you understand that and that's how you take them, then all of a sudden your path starts to become easier and easier. Okay? And then the people that persist through these and learn the lessons that come with these obstacles they find that their lives over a period of time get completely transformed, right? Not only do their lives get transformed, they themselves as people get transformed by having dealt with, faced these obstacles and actually having lived through them um, and got to, these other, the, got to the other side of those obstacles, okay? Because the thing is, we all have a desire that we have in our mind, you know, the type of life that we want. That's why we go to school. That's why, you know, people go to college. Some people get master's degrees or even further, um, or people go get a job. Um, some people start their business. You know, the whole point of doing all of that is because in our minds, we have a desire or a type of life that we want to lead. And what we feel is that if we do these things, right, go to college or go to um, get a job, go start a business, that when we do all these things, we will then live the type of life that we think that, uh, that we would like to have. And this is the type of life that is going to create, uh, create the happiness for us, the fulfillment for us, uh, the rewards that we want in life, right? This is, by doing all of this, we are going to get all of the rewards that we want, right? right? And we're going to achieve all of the personal goals that we have for ourselves in life. However, when we do that, right, when we uh, either start um, going to school, uh, start our job, or even have a business, when we do that, what generally tends to happen? You know, in most cases, what tends to happen is that whatever we are doing starts to become the purpose of, of our, our life. That, you know, the job that we started or the business that we started, basically our entire day, our entire life is consumed in just taking care of the day-to-day -day needs, right? For if you're an employee, then just meeting the requirements of the job takes up your entire day. If you have a business, um, it's not just meet, um, you know, meeting the challenges of the day, it's dealing with all of the issues with employees, it's dealing with the problems with clients. Um, you know, as an employee, you find yourself living paycheck to paycheck. Um, as a business owner, you find yourself living payroll to payroll, you know, just trying to cover the paychecks of all your employees. And the point I'm making is that this is not how most people envision their life, okay? And the reason is why. Why does this happen? One of the biggest reasons is that the personal goals that we started with, right? The type of life that you wanted. How clearly defined is that for you? Because for most people, you know, they have a vague idea. You know, they have a desire, but then that desire is only trans. Uh, transferred into like a vague idea of the type of life that you want. Because for most people, if you ask them, you know, what do you want? They're like, well, I just want to make lots of money. Like, why? Well, you know, then I'll have a good life. Okay. So what does that life look like? Most people haven't really sat down and defined that in detail. Because when you don't have a very clear idea about what you want, okay, what happens is anything and everything 
that is in front of you is going to take over all of your attention because there is really nothing else to focus your attention on. So what happens is that when your personal goals are not very, very clearly defined, the goals of either your job or your business, you know, the day-to-day activities are simply going to take over. Then you're just trying to, you know, get the next promotion, uh, get a pay raise, or get the next client, um, you know, increase your profit a little bit. That becomes sort of the purpose of existence. And so when the business goals or the jobs goals take over, what suffers is are your personal goals. And your personal goals are, you know, almost always tied to the type of life that you wanted, your lifestyle, okay? And so what happens over a period of time is the lifestyle that you wanted to live sort of recedes into the background. And then your life just becomes this survival mode living, you know, um, just doing whatever's coming, um, whatever challenges are coming to you in, on that day. So you become sort of like this cork that's bobbing in the water. You sort of just flow with the tide wherever it goes. And this is fine over a period of time, you know, because for some people it's even exciting, right? It's stimulating. It sort of occupies your brain or your mind for a while. But then after a while, reality starts to catch up and then you start to feel extremely unfulfilled, right? Because you're like, this is not what I signed up for. This is not how I envisioned my life going. Because really, if you really understand this, if you step back for a second and understand what this is, is the job or the business that you have, what is the purpose, right? The purpose is to generate the income and give you the free time to let you live the life that you want, okay? Essentially, it's a tool. It's a tool to give you the life that you're looking for, your lifestyle, okay? But what happens is for most people, they let the tool take over their life. Now, what, when the tool takes over their life, what happens is what suffers is their life, their lifestyle. And then people become extremely unfulfilled. You know, they start to feel burnout. Um, some people, you know, start to blame other people, um, their employees or, you know, employers blame their employees, employees blame their boss. You know, it just goes back and forth. And neither one's at fault here. It's simply that you're not living your life right, which means you're not li- you've probably heard all these phrases before, you're not living on purpose. Uh, essentially, you've not even defined your purpose. You've never really defined why you are doing what you are doing. And when you are not clear on the why, what you're doing seems to just take over the life and it's never fulfilling, okay? So hopefully this, this is starting to become clear because defining the why isn't really even the biggest obstacle, okay? The biggest obstacle is why did this happen in the first place? Because your go- it's not like your goals are not important. It's not like you don't want what you want, okay? The question is, why are you living the way that you're living? Because for most people, you know what, if you think about how we are raised, you know, most of us go to school, we're told, you know, you should go to school, get, work hard, get good grades, and go get a what? job, right? And then you get a job, you know, some people work hard at their job, some people decide, hey, this job's not for me, they quit and they start a business. And then essentially the business, like we're saying, becomes the job, right? Now they're trapped in the business. Now for most people, we're never really taught to focus on ourselves, okay? In fact, focus on, focusing on yourself is almost looked at as a negative, okay? Because, oh, if you focus on yourself, then you're selfish. But here's the question. Who in your life is going to create the results that you're looking for, right? Is anybody coming to your rescue? If the answer is no, then the obvious answer is that the only person that is going to create the results that you want in your life is yourself. And if that's the case, who should you put first, okay? It's not a question of being selfish. It's a question of taking responsibility, okay? And what, when we say responsibility, a lot of people sort of have this view of responsibility as in, there's a negative to- connotation to it because what they're talking about, uh, the negative connotation is around blame, right? That you are at fault, 
the key issue here is really not the fault because there's nobody's at fault here. Okay, it's not about blame. It's about taking responsibility. Essentially, taking responsibility is understanding that the only person responsible for your results in life is who? You. And with that comes the understanding that you also, in order to do that, the person you have to put first is yourself, which means you have to make sure that you understand your own priorities first and then give them a high priority. If you want to have good health, guess what? You have to make that a high priority. Okay? Most people will do everything in the day except eating right and exercising. Why? Because they themselves are not a very high priority in their life. Okay? Everything else, you know, they're dropping their kids off to school, uh, going to work, um, taking care of clients' needs or um, uh, finishing the project for the boss. All of that becomes the priority. And the only person that gets left out of this loop is who? You. Okay? And when that's the case, essentially a person drains themselves of all the energy because their energy is given to everything else except what they're looking for. And then, since you have no energy for yourself, what happens to your life? Okay, it starts to spiral in a direction that really is not going to help you become fulfilled. You know, it's like, um, uh, you know, a good example is like that of a well, okay? Like a well that has water in it. What is the purpose of a well? You know, obviously, it's to give people water, okay? But what if the well runs dry? Is that well in, of any use to anyone else? No. And that's what happens to most people, right? They let the well, their well run dry. And the question is why? Okay? Because when you're not taking responsibility, what else are you doing? The first thing that people are doing is they live in denial. Okay? And what they live in denial about is their role in the situation that they have created. Because they're like, oh, well, it's, you know, if only my husband would let me do it, or if just my wife would let me do this, but I'm so busy with my kids and blah, 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 blaming anybody and everybody, okay? And again, the question isn't about blame. It's about simply taking responsibility. It's simply saying that there is a priority. What I want in life, what I want to achieve is important, okay? And then not living in denial. Essentially saying that the person that is going to create this life is who? Me. That's the first step. Because when you don't do that, you know, when people live in denial, what happens is, how well does denial work? Obviously, it doesn't work that well. The, the things tend to get worse and worse and worse. Then people tend to move to the next level. You know, when denial doesn't work, then they start to justify. They're like, well, you know, such is life. I wondered that, but then life took over, right? And then they use hand quotes and everything. Um, so if you ever hear this phrase, you know, well, you know, life got in the way, that's just a person living in denial and then going to the next step, justifying why they are not living the life that they wanted. And the simple reason is they never made it a priority. It's, they simply allowed anything and everything other than their goals to become a priority in life. Okay? That's the first step. However, you know, justifying and letting life get in the way and all that kind of stuff doesn't work either because things just slide and get worse and worse. Then when people can't deny or... Um, you know, justify anymore, then they move to the next step, which is start laying blame. They blame everybody else, okay? And that is not going to work either. Then when all of that stuff doesn't work, people sort of move to the next logical step is they just, you know, kind of quit. They kind of quit on themselves. You know, if you are in a job, then they're like, well, if I just quit this job and I go somewhere else, maybe that'll be better. Or they're like, well, you know, this town isn't working for me. Let me just go somewhere else. This relationship doesn't work for me. Or whatever that version of quitting is. The problem is when you quit and go somewhere else, the problem doesn't end there because you will just go somewhere else and you'll start the cycle all over again. Okay? The point I'm making here is that the first step in this whole process is to take responsibility. And that responsibility means understanding and very clearly that the only person that is going to create the results for you in your life is you. Because the minute you step into that role, all of a sudden things change very, very quickly. Because things will change, whether for better or worse, you don't know. 
Okay. And what we've talked about is that when you start and you really start to take responsibility for yourself and you start moving in the direction that you want, more often than not, people are immediately hit with a ton of obstacles. It's almost the universe's way of testing you, of asking you whether do you really want this, okay? And so we're going to take a quick break here, but at the end of the break, we're going to talk about how you can handle the obstacles that are going to come your way because those obstacles actually don't last very long, but they almost always show up. And so we're going to talk about how do you handle these obstacles and then how you transform yourself through this process into somebody who's living the exact type of life that you want that's creating a great amount of happiness and fulfillment. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel. Get ready for High Vibin' It with hosts Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibin' It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. Hello, everyone. This is Karen Dillon. Welcome back from the break. So here we are talking about how to live the life that you want and also the fact that as soon as you pursue your goals and really go after what you're looking for, almost, almost every time you're going to face a huge amount of obstacles. Okay? It happens almost to every single person I know. And it almost happens right up front. I'm not sure why that is, but that's how things go. Okay? Like I was mentioning on the other side of the break, it's almost the universe's way of asking you, hey, are you serious? Do you really want this? Okay? And if the answer is yes, it's not going to matter. Okay? I didn't say it's going to be comfortable. It's not, but it's not going to matter. Why? Because it comes down to a decision. And the decision is, is what I desire important to me? Is what I desire the highest priority in my life? Okay? And it doesn't matter what the desire is whether you want to go help kids in Africa or you want to build a mansion for yourself, okay? The desire is irrelevant. The question you have to ask yourself is, have I made my decision? And the decision is that this is the highest priority in my life. Because when you make that decision, what that allows you to do is it allows you to hold that decision almost like a beacon in your life, okay? where you're going to face all these obstacles and you can sort of almost see those as like, you know, the waves pounding the shore and the spray um, going up. And however, for most people, when they don't have this beacon, they don't have a firm decision in their life, whatever, you know, the obstacles that come in the way, we're using an example of waves crashing on the shore and the spray in your face. They let that distract them. You know, if, if they get hit with a wave, they're like, whoa, that was a lot. I don't think this is worth it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go back and, you know, try plan B. And, you know, if, if, some, if somebody's doing something with plan B, guess the, which is the only plan they're going to ever fulfill, 
It's going to be plan B. It's never going to be plan A. So the point I'm making is, you know, you shouldn't have a plan B, regardless of what business books tell you, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You have to make a very, very clear choice that this is the direction I'm going to go. And no matter what, how, whether things go well or things go poorly, I'm going to stick with it. Because when you do that, what you get to a point where the point is that anything and everything you're going to do or are doing is not working. Okay. This is a moment everybody faces. I faced it. Most of our clients face it. And anybody that has ever made any big transition in their life faces this. Okay. And the point comes where everything that you're doing stops working and you don't have answers. And you're wondering how the hell am I supposed to do this? Okay. At that moment, you have to ask yourself a very important question. And the question is, what do I believe about myself that is causing this? Okay. Remember when I said the concept of taking responsibility, Okay, the concept of taking responsibility does not mean in order to solve your problems, you have to work more hours. In fact, that only compounds the problem because you just tend to do more of what you're doing just more frequently or, or longer. Doing more of what doesn't work never solves the problem. Okay, in fact, sometimes you have to just stop everything, stop what you're doing and step back and ask yourself this question. Okay. What do I believe? And most of the, not most of the, all the, every single time the belief is about who? About yourself. Okay. What do I believe about myself that essentially is not true? Okay. That is causing this problem. Because all the results in your life come from who? Yourself. Okay. Your performance at your job, the results in your business, the results in your relationship, are simply a reflection of you, who you are and how you're showing up in your life. Okay. They're sort of a mirror that the universe is showing to you. So if you don't like the image, it's not the image that's the problem. And it's not to say that you are the problem, right? As in you are the bad person. That's not the point. The point is it is coming as a direct consequence of your mindset and your mindset is made up of of a set of beliefs. So that's where you have to start. You have to ask yourself a question. And if you find that hard to ask yourself a question, ask, go to somebody who can ask you this question, okay? Because it's hard for us to see our own issues. And that's why if you, uh, if you have a good coach, right? If it's a personal development or business coach, it doesn't matter. But if you're a good coach, they will guide you through this process. And they will help you uncover the belief that you have that is not true. And then once you change, they will help you. And once you uncover it, they will help you change it to a belief that if you do install it in your own mind, will help not only help you uh, handle this issue, but this issue will just go away. It will, it will never be an issue for you again. And this doesn't matter if it's a business, if it's a relationship, if it's um, anything else. Okay. Understand that the results you're creating are simply a reflection of who you are being at that time. Okay. And being essentially comes from beliefs. And these are not religious beliefs as well as long as we're clear. These are beliefs that you have about who? About yourself. And these are developed, you know, over time. We've covered all of that around conditioning. Okay. But anytime you're facing an obstacle, especially an obstacle where you find no, you can't find answers to. Okay. It's simply a result of your belief. And if, it's, if you're struggling with money, understand it's your belief around what? Money. Okay. Challenge those beliefs. Develop new ones. You've got to install a new belief. Okay. And that's the key thing to understand that just knowing what your belief is is actually helpful. It is, it's half the battle. Okay. But then it's not the whole battle. The other part comes in is that now you have to install a new belief and you have to be able to operate from that belief. So the question is, how do you do it? How do you install a new belief? Okay. There's only two ways of doing that. The first way is something, you know, 
it's a little more traumatic or dramatic is we can shift our beliefs instantly if there's a large emotional impact, okay? You know, just uh, some standard examples, people can think flying is safe and all of a sudden they have a terrible experience and all of then, since then they're traumatized, okay? They can't fly anymore. What happened? You know, they all of a sudden they had an experience with a large emotional impact that changed their belief. Now every time they go near, you know, think of flying, they have a pretty severe reaction. Now you can obviously, you know, that, uh, it's hard for us to create large emotional impacts on demand. <laughs> that, the, that, that's not recommended either because, you know, who knows what the outcome is. The other way to do something is to have a significant amount of repetition in your life. Okay? If, you de- if you develop a belief that you're interested in or you feel that is going to be helpful, have, that, have reminders of that in as many places in your life as possible because you are going to have to remind yourself until that old belief does not hold sway and as, as much strength in your life as, as it did in the past. Because once you do that, okay, you will slowly start, it's almost, you know, the process is subconscious, you know, you almost don't notice it, that you're now starting to become someone operating from a new belief. Because if you do that with enough of these beliefs, more than your actions start to change, okay? you start to develop almost a new personality. You start to, as a person, start to transform yourself, okay? People will look at you and they will see that you're, you're, you're a little different because you're interacting with things differently. Because, and this, the thing is, when you try to change in one area, when you try to change in business, let's say, and you really do it through a, a transformation of your beliefs, that is not going to be limited to just business. Okay, it is going to have an effect across every part of your life. You know, in fact, one of the biggest compliments <laughs> I, I sort of joke about this that one of the biggest compliments I ever got uh, was from the wife of one of our clients, and she said, "Hey, thank you for fixing my husband." Right? You know, obviously the things, the way he was showing up in his business was similar to what he, how he was showing up in his personal life as well. Okay, if you're not being responsible in business guess what? You're also probably not being responsible in your personal life. <clears throat> and once you fix the one area of your life, it will fix every other area of, of your life as well. That's just how life goes. Okay. And that's what happens is when people start handling these obstacles, what they start to realize is that the transformation starts to happen across the board. Not only does it happen to, uh, across the board, it transform their, transforms their personality. And when your personality is transformed, guess what is transformed? The results in your life. Okay, different things start to show up because they're, again, a reflection of who? You. And this, is, this way of thinking is very different than you know, people who sort of live in this victim mode where everything in their life is somebody else's problem, right? <clears throat> the reason they don't make enough money is because the 1% are greedy, okay? And they take all the money as if there's just a fixed amount of money in this world. Um, the reason their relationship is not good because, you know, X, Y, Z, you can just keep going on and on and on. And what they don't realize is that the situation in their life is ref- the universe is essentially reflecting it to them. And it's, it's sort of a tap on the shoulder saying, look, look at this. There's a lesson to be learned. You need to understand something here. There is something you don't understand. And that understanding is about what? It's not a concept that you're going to read in a book, okay? That understanding is about who? It's about yourself. So as you transform yourself, you're going to see that your life transforms around you because it has to. It's like a reflection in the mirror, right? If you stick a mustache on your face and you look in the mirror, you're going to look different. It's, it's, it's the exact same concept. And as you do this over and over and over and over again, because it's not just one belief that gets in somebody's way, You know, we have hundreds of beliefs. And the question is, how aware are we of this? And so that's why the process of transforming is looking at our obstacles, understanding that that obstacle is in my life because I have a belief that is not true. Okay. The next step is not to complain about the obstacle. It is to ask yourself, what is that belief? And once you realize what that is, 
most of the time you'll realize that belief didn't even come from you. Okay, it wasn't even yours because you know you were not born with it. Most of us are not born with a ton of negative beliefs. We pick them up along the way. Okay, and what <clears throat> worrying about how we got it, who we got it from, you know, that's a space for therapy, and you can do that forever and ever and ever. You know, worrying about how you got it and all that it doesn't help. You simply need to know what it is. As soon as you know what it is, half the power of that belief is lost. Okay. But then you still have to do the other half of the work, which is installing a new belief in its place, repeating that belief or reminding yourself of that belief enough times where that becomes the, the belief that you're operating from. Because doing half the work, realizing you know, what your issue is, isn't, doesn't solve the problem. You still have to install the new way of thinking. Okay, <clears throat> and that's where uh, either mentors or talking to people who have been successful in an area that you're trying to be successful in is very useful. Okay, because I've seen people who are who talk to people who you know, let's say they're a successful business owner, but they keep asking the questions around. So, how did you do this? Right? What did you do? How did you you know solve this or that? And unfortunately, that's not the right question. And the, the reason why that's not the right question is that what they did pertained to the circumstances that they faced. And you might have, maybe you have the same business, but you'll have, you maybe you will face completely different circumstances. So if you really want to know the right questions to ask somebody is ask them, what was the mindset issue you were having that was causing this problem for you? And then how did you change the way you think? that allowed you to overcome this problem. So do you understand how that is a very different question than asking somebody what they did, okay? Because what they did will be very different than what you might have to do. However, the struggle that they faced wasn't in their doing, it was in their what? In their thinking, in the beliefs that they had. And overcoming that belief and installing a new belief and then operating from that new belief, that process is exactly the same as the process you're going to have to go through if you're going to upgrade the results in your life, okay? So the more people you can ask how they overcame the beliefs or how they first of all even realized that their belief was a problem, what was that belief, and how they overcame it and developed a new belief, which then essentially became part of their personality. And one thing you will notice is that people who become successful, you know, have a very different personality from the time when they were struggling or they were unsuccessful, okay? Because when you change your beliefs, you don't just change your thinking, you change your personality. <clears throat> you become somebody who is very different. And that is one of the things that we always tell our clients is that our job is not to tell them what to do, but our job is to help them become somebody who can be successful. Because once they become that person, you know, what they need to do becomes pretty straightforward. Does that make sense? So this is a principle, and I kept it general for a reason. This is a principle that it's a very simple concept. It's not easy, but it's a very simple concept. But you can apply this to anything that you want to be successful at in life. Whether you want to make a ton of money, this will work. Whether you want to go and help people who are less fortunate than you, this is exactly how you have to go through the process. Uh, whether you want to achieve something in life, whether it's in sports or it's in another area that you're trying to be successful in, this is the exact same principle that is going to help you be successful. Okay? So hopefully this is helpful for you. So after the break, Marisa is going to, uh, Marisa Marseille, our master business coach, is going to come on and she's going to share a story uh, of a person who applied these principles in his life, you know, and he went from being an employee to a struggling business owner to finally, you know, getting his life in order and um, living the type of life he always wanted, okay? So stay tuned after the break and you'll get a real life example of everything that I've been talking about. And this is Karan Dillon, host of the show, Live the Dream. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel get unchained tune in every monday for jane unchained on the voice america influencers channel featuring nationally recognized best-selling author tv journalist and social media influencer jane velez mitchell this program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution it all starts on your plate if you want to revolutionize your life get happier more energized then discover the secret Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. Okay, so welcome back from the break. This is Marisa Marseille, your co-host for Live the Dream. And today we have a guest, uh, Steve Sorengen is here with us, and he's going to share his story. So I want to start uh, first by thanking you for giving us your time, Steve, uh, today. And if you can start us off by introducing yourself and your company, that would be great. Oh, thanks, Marisa. I am Steve Swearingen. The name of my business is called The Architect's Office, and we are a residential design firm specializing in remodeling new construction and multifamily housing projects. And occasionally we do um, small commercial projects, coffee shops, dentist office, what have you on that scale. Great. So Thanks I for want having to, me. Oh, no problem. And so yeah. wanted to start by asking you why a business in the first place, right? Why did you decide that you wanted to do this in, uh, on your own? Well, that's a great question. I, um, I remember when I started this business, um, it actually came from the end of a uh, long-term employment opportunity that I had. Uh, and the question was, how free would I like to be with, that, with my time? Mm-hmm. And the, the answer was, gosh, I was just at a point in my career where to go back in and look for another job, the formal job in my, in my profession felt, it felt like I was done doing that. It felt like the next step was to have my own business and it, and the opportunity for some free time really, really presented itself. I'd always been sort of an entrepreneurial employee and some of my employers loved that about me. And some of them really, really didn't like that because they couldn't, I don't know, keep in control or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, this opportunity of having time was, was the most attractive quality about going into business for myself. Okay. Uh, and, you know, you and I have been working for, I think, about a couple of years now. Right? Yeah. So what actually, what did you notice in your business, right? Because how long have you had the business uh, altogether? Coming up on 10 years. 10 years. Uh, no, actually, we're past 10 years. Yeah, wow. uh, 10 and a half years. Okay, so about eight of these years, right, you were moving along. So what did yeah. you start noticing, right? What started happening yeah. that, you, that made you go, hey, uh, maybe I need to find something else out? <laughs> yeah, well, right, um, I'm going to just say right away, um, my belief was that in order to solve that turn, things that turn out to be business problems, not my profession problem, not architecture problems, Mm -hmm. I realized that I didn't have tools to solve business problems Mm -hmm. the way I knew how to solve architectural problems. Ah. And I didn't have very much awareness of the fact that there is a difference. Mm -hmm. So 
as I became more aware of there being a difference, I became more curious about what that difference was and finding ways to try to educate myself Mm -hmm. about how to be a, a business owner. But, but for the long, for at least the first five years, I was in that mentality that if I was, if I made pies and I was having a problem making pies, I just need to make more pies or make better pies. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily rethink that I'm even making pies in the first place, mm-hmm. which was really what it came down to. Mm-hmm. And what were some um, of the yeah. what were some of the specific challenges that started happening that kind of tied this all together? That you said I need to go to the next step. Um, specific challenges were um, over promising and under delivering kinds of situations where I would, I would make a commitment to a customer that said along the lines of, um, Hey, I'll be done on Thursday. And I wasn't done till Friday, or maybe I wasn't done until like three Fridays later. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the way that I understood how the money flowed, um, I, I would expect more in the bank than what was there after I paid all my bills. And I wasn't aware of how to manage that. Okay. And from the sales perspective, I had really no awareness of, of the focus necessary to make good choices about the clients I was selecting. Mm. So I had lots and lots of projects and on paper, everything looks good, but my relationships with my staff and with my um, clients wasn't, wasn't equal to what it looked like on paper. It was more negative and I would say that the main word in that phase was it just started feeling more and more chaotic. Okay. And, and what, I, about, what about that freedom that you said was the motivation in the first place? What did that look like? <laughs> awesome question. So it was so funny. I, I, I got to a point where I would say, hey, this is my freedom. I get to solve these problems. Mm-hmm. Now, now, it used to be that someone else solved those when I was working for someone. But my freedom turned into spent choosing and, and literally choosing and on, authentically choosing. I'm going to spend more time in my free time to solve these problems. And when I get them solved, then I'll have my free time. Ah, yeah. And how, how did that work? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it just, yeah. it, it's not, it's like an ever-ending game. Yeah. You don't solve that. So fast forward to today. Right? So uh-huh. um, we've been talking in previous episodes a lot about mindset. And of course, you've gone through all of that. We, you know, the, the agreements and the little voice and all of those things. So fast forward to today. Um, what are the changes that you see in yourself from doing that work, that mindset work? Well, um, I'd say in no particular order. The first one is that there is a difference between being a business owner and being a person who's just tends to, or happens to be really good at some task or some professional thing. Those are two very different things. And, and for me to, to accept that actually didn't take very long. It was the, the bigger thing was, was forming a practice, a daily practice, in fact, to exercise um, actions that showed that I understood that to myself. Mm-hmm. So in other words, to, to really act like I had to act my way into being a business owner. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I, the mindset came when I saw that I could get results from doing certain things as opposed to saying, yes, I'm a business owner. I will do everything in my head about what that means. Right. Right. Um, and then hope for the best. No, I, I really had to find myself acting like a business owner. And, and for me, that is what transformed the, the mindset. What, what actually expanded it. They didn't only transform it, it expanded my mindset. So because there are days when I have to do certain tasks that are about um, the profession I'm in mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with business. So I'm delivering some sort of product thing or answer to a, a, a technical issue. That's really about being an architect. Whereas Managing a team to set a goal and achieve a goal, that's not about architecture. That's just about working with people. And, and having a business, is, that's what that's about. Okay. And how do you see this um, shift and expansion, right, in your mindset? 
How do you see um, that showing up in your business today? What are the differences in your business? Oh, well, um, immediately when a, when a project comes along or a, um, a problem presents itself, what I notice is I think about it from the business owner's mind first okay. and then the technical execution of solution second. And that's, that's at this point, that's becoming more old hat. But it, at first, when that first started happening, uh, it surprised me. Mm-hmm. So there's this, the shift of, of actually allowing um, the context to come into my mind, my view from either, and, I, and I've held in contrast, uh, Marisa, I've held in contrast the concept that at one point I can be a business owner and at another point I'm an architect and, and use that to my advantage based on situations. When I held that in contrast for a while and I got to see the differences of the outcomes when I chose from either place, um, I saw what, what would make sense and it felt more and more, it, it strengthened my ability to occupy a business owner position. And something that, that it was great that it allowed you to do is like, let's talk a little bit about your growth in terms of the team. When you and I started working together, you pretty much had one employee, yeah. right? Uh, tell us about where you are now. What does your team look like now? <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. So becoming an employer was, uh, was one of those big confronts for me. Um, I had a contract. Um, I had a person who was working for me on contract, but I use that in quotes because the types of work that person was doing doesn't really satisfy the, the criteria for someone who's actually on contract. Mm-hmm. So in fact, they acted like an employee, even though they were on contract. And so um, first I had to reconcile that even that condition even existed. Right. And then it was a matter of discovering that in fact, there are ways to have employees that you can do that <laughs> and it's actually pretty simple. Um, but for some reason I was blocked on that. And so we worked for a long time, as you know, Marisa, just sort of kind of getting in between my ears to figure out what it was that was blocking that whole idea. So today it's, it's really about finding a way to um, make more room for more people because I could use all the help I could get. Yeah. But also um, it also took, um, understanding that I don't have to get paid by the hour for the things I do. I can let the business work that part out. And, and the outcome is I get paid for making the business work. The business consists of lots and lots of people who are doing things they want to do and getting paid to do that. So um, that's a, there's a big jump in there, but the, um, the, the change is now I've got six people who work on, on, uh, in true employee status. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one person who is still on contract basis and um, a senior person who is now, you know, pretty much every other conversation hinting at wanting to become an employee because mm-hmm. of the of the offerings that we have. So that's exciting. Yeah, big shift there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how about life in general, right? How is your life different now from when you started working on this? Right? Maybe uh, how is it closer to that freedom? Where are you around that? Well, um, I think freedom is also a mindset. So um, I feel free. I can come into work whenever I want. I've always been able to say that, but I never lived it. Ah. Now I'm living it. Fantastic. Um, the other thing is that um, that freedom isn't necessarily only about time. It's about what you can say to people and how you can influence things happening. Mm. So as an employee kind of hard to influence people about freedom and it's different if you can influence people from it as an employer. So your relationships with people change and they look at you in a different way. Mm. So um, that's something I've been working on a lot lately is how can I lead in a way that, that gives people a sense of um, belief in what they're doing in themselves and in a sense that, um, takes us through challenges and through the development of what we're working on um, to make things even better than they could be. So we're trying to transform how we do architecture now. Our conversation about how we um, interact with the community is different. Um, that's the freedom I'm looking for. And I think what happens is that that makes other, the people who are working with, with us feel free too. 
which is kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So before we go on to the next break, let's wrap it up with um, this question. I would love for you to share with our listeners, right? If you had one piece of advice on what they can do to make sure that they are on track to really living their dream, uh, what would you say to them? Oh, that's a really good question. I, um, for me, the, the question is, I, I ask myself this every day, how much chaos am I finding in, in the world that I'm trying to create that I can be responsible to change and, and make less chaotic? Uh, it turns out for me, moving chaos into structure just seems to make it easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, easier for people who know who who have something to do for you. Easier for for people who need something from you. So if you can present a less chaotic position, um, a little more, maybe more ordered or organized, the easier things seem to be. But then the challenge is maintaining that. So you know how do you make and it's it's you can't just set something in order it's always going to erode or or decay so you've got to be always a little eye on where is it getting chaotic and sometimes you've got to let some of that chaos go sometimes there's a little bit of a mess that needs to stay because it teaches you stuff all right good point so we're going to go on break now but i want to thank you for your time and for sharing uh, your story with us and congratulations on the success that you have achieved Thank you so much, Marisa. It's great talking with you. Thank you for tuning in to Live the Dream. Please join Karen Dillon along with Tom Pearson and Marissa Marseille for another program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a dream living week.